630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Ladies and gentlemen, it's not just the weekend. It's a battle of Alberta weekend. Oilers and Flames tomorrow night right here on 630 Chad. Face-off show at 630. Game at 8. Fourth and final meeting of the regular season between the two teams. First two were in Edmonton. Oilers won them. Most recently, they played in Calgary. The Flames won it. Meeting in Calgary again tomorrow. The Oilers which a, uh, with a much healthier lineup when they uh, met about two and a half weeks ago at the Saddle Dome. Of course, we will talk about that game as we roll along tonight. Here's what's happening in the NHL so far. Second period, Capitals up 2-1 on the Sabres. It is 3-0, Rangers leading the Penguins. That's also early in the second period. Blue Jackets and Jets just getting underway. Flyers and Avalanche start in an hour, and the Flames are playing tonight. So they're going to have a back-to-back, though both games are at home. They are going to take on the Arizona Coyotes. So that is the situation there. And, of course, the standings looking pretty good for the Oilers. Now, Vegas did win, but they remain out of a playoff spot. They're one point behind Dallas in the wild card chase and they are three points back of Edmonton for third in the Pacific. The Oilers two behind the Kings. LA just got a single point last night. So 77 for the Oilers, 79 for the Kings. The Oilers have a game in hand. You know, I always reference that site sportsclubstats.com and it has the Oilers playoff probability at 83.6%. And uh, I'm always amused at how many, so they, they are really covering their bases. They're not letting anything slip through the cracks here. They did, after last night's game, they did, I don't even know what this number is, to be honest with you. No, it's billion. I was thinking maybe it's trillion. It's uh, Chris Gardner's back. To say, the billion is the one with nine zeros, right? Million is six euro, zeros. Then it's billion, and then it's trillion after that, right? I believe you're correct. I'd have to Google it, though. I've never earned that much. Yeah, well, a Googleian is probably a lot of zeros, too. So <laughs> they they did sports club stats. They must have, like, some kind of a supercomputer, or they got just a lot of people who are, can do math really fast. They did 3.8 billion simulations of the rest of the NHL season, 3.8 billion. Like, I I know we always talk about, well, you know, what about the sample size? What about the sample size? I'm sort of thinking, well, what if you just did a billion? Would would, would not even just a million be enough of a sample size? No, no. (laughs) They went to 3.8 billion simulations of the rest of the NHL season, and uh, the Oilers made the playoffs in almost 3.2 billion of them. So it turned out to 83.6%. And uh, really, if the Oilers even do something like go, say, uh, you know, what, 9, 6, and 2, which is kind of just on the happier side of mediocre, good chance they're going to make the postseason. So that is the update there. Man, oh, man, like, that's that's something. It's like, hey, we, we want to do this taste test. We better get 3.8 billion people to tell us about this flavor of ice cream. I don't think companies do that. This is very thorough by sportsclubstats.com. Anyway, fun stuff. If I, I will now start giving scores for uh, NCAA March Madness. I didn't really do it last Thursday and Friday because there were so many games going on. But we're down to the Elite Eight. Gonzaga out last night. And I realized for many of you, 
Well, there's probably a varying degree. I would imagine there's some of you who are really into NCAA college basketball, follow it all season long and, you know, know your stuff and really knew who, how to, who to pick if you were filling out a bracket. And there are probably others of you, and I'm closer to this end of the spectrum, that you got a buddy who's been running a bracket for years and uh, he sends you the email before the tournament starts and you fill it out and you do about 10 to 15 minutes of research. Obviously, I'm describing myself here. And then you fill out the bracket and you say, let's go, we're going for it. <laughs> so at halftime, we have Purdue, a number three seed, leading upstart St. Peter's, the rare number 15 to make it this far, 33-29, and a one against a four, one seed Kansas leading Providence 22-12. That's with about three minutes left in the first couple games coming up a little bit later on. I, I will say this. So my buddy... Uh, who I, I went to uh, Nate with, uh, he, he's now on a radio station in Calgary. Please don't hold him against, hold that against him. He's, he's originally from Sherwood Park. When we were going to Nate in the late nineties, he started, he was the guy who ran the NCAA pool and he's done it every year since. And somehow, and, and, he, and he's smart the way he does it because he, he gets a lot of people to enter and by a lot, I'm saying like maybe around 40. It's not 100. But to me, that's a lot for just a casual guy running an office pool. I don't know how many are in yours. But he, he only charges 10 bucks for the entry fee. It's not, it's not like 50 bucks, so you scare off all the casual people. So he can go up to somebody and hand them the bracket and say, do you want to come in my pool? And they can look at it and say, I have no idea what this is or how to fill this out. And, he's, and he can take 10 seconds to say, you pick a winner and you keep picking the teams to advance. And look, it's only 10 bucks. If you finish in last place, oh, well, it's 10 bucks for three weeks of following along with your teams and seeing how they're going to do. I, I think I've won his pool twice. I somehow won it last year, uh, and I think I, I won uh, several, several years ago. So I, it doesn't look like I'm going to do very well uh, this year because I picked Gonzaga to win it all, and they're out. So if you have a bracket, uh, that's the situation there. By the way, you can get in touch if you want to talk about the Oilers, about your NCAA pool, about your dog, because we will have Devin Shore on a little bit later on. I talked to Devin after the optional skate today at Rogers Place. Devin recently became a father. Um, he's in the Oilers dog calendar, which was hugely popular with people, so we'll have some fun talking about those two topics and, of course, about his role on the team. He's one of those players who uh, now is sort of embroiled in more of an internal competition to stay in the lineup and get ice time, and we'll look ahead to the Battle of Alberta tomorrow between the Oilers and the Flames. So Devin Shore is coming up between 6.30 and 7. But anyway, if you want to check in, I'm happy to hear from you. 780-496-0063. The hotline is presented by Certainty, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation and ceiling systems certain teed pro all the way i wonder if there's a company bracket at certain teed i wonder who runs that we'll probably never know uh all right now first of all before we get into some other stuff very memorable night last night at rogers place yeah and yes of course the Oilers won and the new guys debuted yada 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 that was all cool important win Five years from now, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, what are most of us going to remember, though? Ben Stelter. <laughs> All right. Hey, Ben. How are you? Good. What did you think of the game today? Very good. How did you think Zach Hyman played today? Good. I think he plays really good. 
Thanks, Ben. I thought it was fantastic. I thought the organization uh, did everything right in that situation. And just to, to see Ben and the smile on his face and to see him skate out there and get the standing ovation that he got. And then uh, for him to come into the, the uh, winning dressing room and to see the juice that our boys had uh, when he walked in the room, man, that was something special. And I know I'm going to carry that memory with me for a long, long time. And Ben truly was our MVP last night. Ben, who's your favorite Oiler? McDavid and Dreisaitl. That's a pretty good bet, even though <laughs> I consider my possession. No offense taken. Was... <laughs> no offense taken. That's a tough one to beat, hey, Zach? Yeah. He lit up the building pretty quickly, so I think it was easy to get out for the game after Ben skated on the ice. So I think, uh, you know, it's always... It's always put things into perspective, um, you know, when you see a little guy like that and what he's been through to, uh, you know, to get on the ice like that and, and get the Rogers uh, arena um, bopping right from the face, the first face off. So obviously an inspiration to us all and, and uh, um, happy we got a big win for him. Great stuff. We, I, I didn't get to see the availability with Zach Hyman until after I was done work last night. We were we we played the audio on overtime open line, but I, I didn't get to watch it. Uh, and and people were and Hyman mentioned it during the availability that you know these people are out on 104th Ave. Ben are, are chanting your name, and he he gives them some waves. And then I and if you see, I tweeted out the video. You probably watched it, but I, I've rewatched this one part several times. It's three minutes and thirty seconds in. So at about three fifteen, Hyman says, "Hey, these people are chanting your name," and he gives them a big wave and smiles and, and looks out towards one hundred fourth Avenue. And then Hyman continues answering whatever question he was answering, and and you can still hear the people chanting Ben. And then he just gives this very casual little smile and wave over, and then just looks back forward. Sort of like, okay, yeah, thanks everybody. You know, Zach's tried to talk here. Let's let's keep it cool. Let's keep it cool. <laughs> uh, awesome story. You've probably seen the Oilers post a lot of video and pictures. Uh, his his dad, Mike Stelter, posting on social media as well. Ben in the locker room after the game. Uh, you know, they brought they brought him in. Uh, Cassian presented him with the the helmet that they give to the player of the game. Chris Russell presented him with the uh, the vest that they give the player who brought the most juice magical moment for the young man and uh, we wish him all the best we know that he's got to get some more uh, treatment coming up here but uh, man oh man that was so cool for him and I th- I think really for everybody was affected by it in a well country that was awesome stuff tell you what I gotta get in a quick time out here I'm always happy to talk Jason is going to be first up on the certainty hotline when we get back to inside sports <laughs> Oil Kings in action tonight at Lethbridge. It starts at 7, so we'll keep you updated once that gets started. 4 o'clock Sunday, Oil Kings home to the Hurricanes as uh, they're into their final few games of the season. Just got a note here. Now, over the last few weeks, you may have heard Pandas volleyball star Corey White on the show a couple of times. She just had a game-high 22 kills. The Pandas winning three sets to one over Dalhousie at U Sports Women Volleyball, uh, Women's Volleyball Nationals in Calgary. So they advance to the semifinals tomorrow and uh hey if they we, we made Corey a promise as long as you keep winning 
you keep coming on the show. So hopefully they get the gold and you're hearing from her next week. Okay, let's go to the Certainty Hotline. Jason is standing by. Jason, before, well, maybe this is what you wanted to talk about, but I want to I ask to get an idea. Do you do an NCAA bracket? Any interest in that? Um, I have in the past, but I don't follow it that closely. I'm much more in line with... Uh with what you say it's a low enough investment that sure i'll give it a shot kind of thing so if someone puts one in front of you and it's like 10 or 20 bucks you'll just randomly fill it out oh duke's probably good again oh yeah <laughs> right? yeah it's kind of like duke and ucla and beyond that i just kind of yeah it's, it's a it's a crap toss there yeah yeah, well, Coach K from Duke uh, is obviously Shashevsky. This is his last season, right? So wherever their last game is, he's he's going to be done. But they, they advanced last night in Gonzaga. I know a lot of people follow Gonzaga uh, just because they're in uh, Washington State, and I think we've had some Alberta kids go there over the years. Anyway, I digress. What's on your mind? Well, uh, oddly enough, Oilers, but... Uh, um Talk about like a 30-second superhuman penalty kill by a Hyman last night. That was that was just something just phenomenal to watch. And what I loved about it was it didn't come across as cocky. And that, that's what I've really been like and see from the Oilers is they seem to have the swagger back, but it's not coming across as this cockiness or this arrogance. It's coming across as confidence. And I think that's a distinction that that shows maturity i think in this team in that they know what they're capable of and they're willing to show it but they're still you know treating the team with respect and and uh doing their due diligence while they're out there but you know to that point a little further i was checking the stats today and since march 1st the oilers have played 12 games kane has 10 goals in those 12 dry and yamo each have eight and McDavid's got seven. So between those four, they've got 33 goals in their last 12 games. Read, there are 12 teams in the NHL that have scored 33 goals or less in the month of March. Oh, I, I didn't know that stat, so I appreciate that. Well, Kane yeah, so has... Those four guys have outscored yeah. 12 teams so far this month. Yeah. Right, and, and you're and you're not even including Hyman, and you're not including no. Nugent Hopkins, because he, exactly. he didn't play most That's of the time. Those four we're referring to there, exactly, yeah. Yeah, well, look, I, I, I think that... You know, look, and the playoffs are going to be tough. We don't know what's going to happen in the playoffs, and we, and we know there are weaknesses on the team, but the forward core... Um, like I don't know. It, is it? I think it's better than even sixteen, seventeen, isn't it? Oh, like top three, twelve I, guys. I would say that, yeah, if you're talking true offensive depth and finishing what we have right now, you're going back to the. Well, I, I, I don't want to, you know, try and sound sacrilegious by saying you're going back to the '80s, but I mean that's. You're going to go back that far to safely say that we've had this kind of offensive depth, I think. Well, and I think Broussard's experience helps. Uh, I thought Kulak had a pretty solid game. So, you know, and you just hope they stay healthy and, and play sort of the committed, connected hockey that uh, that they've been playing. Are you... Uh, I, I know, you know, I was a little nervous about the Kane signing just because of all the baggage, but I did say once he signed, it's it's just going to be hockey talk. And his hockey performance has been 
exceptional. Are, are you thinking, because we had a caller last night ask Rob and I, like, well, what do you sign him for next year? Or what do I know? The caller said, what do you think Evander Kane is thinking? And I'm like, well, it's impossible to guess. But as an Oiler fan, are, are you worried about Kane's future or are you just taking it day by day, like in terms of a contract? Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of funny you say that, Reed, because it's almost like, okay, it's okay if you just kind of lighten up a bit at any point now, like kind of let some of the other guys do it. Because, yeah, I, I, my fear is that he is a better fit than I ever imagined. But in being that better fit, every single game, it's making it less and less likely that we're going to be in a position where we can afford to re-sign him. And I don't think it's a difference of, oh, well, Kane wants to stick around with McDavid that we could get him for four or five. I don't even think four or five gets you in the conversation. And especially with, I think, our goaltending needs, I just don't think we've got the money to do both. I would love to see Kane back, but, you know, barring moving some significant salary, I just don't know how Holland would pull it off. Yeah, and I think you're right. The more he keeps scoring, the, the more he's going to start thinking about a really big UFA contract. Hey, J- Jason, thanks for that stat. I'm going to steal that from you on the Face-Off show tomorrow. I'll sure give you credit, though. I appreciate it. You bet, Reed. All right, that's Jason, 780-496-0063. Good stuff from him. Happy to hear from you. Uh, he brought up some goal-scoring depth comparisons to uh, for Oilers forward cores on past playoff teams. We can talk about that if you want. And I got my interview with Devin Shore ahead too. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.